Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers right here on the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com where you can check out all of the great shows such as NFL Easy Picks, Rasslecast Live, Anything Goes, All Beer Inside, European Uppercut, The Tuts Experience, Squabble Box, One Up Clubs, Heads Up, Loot Chat, CFL Easy Picks, Hanging With Heavy, What's On Fight, Eurovision Showcase Legends on Siren FM, and Shut the Fuck Up. Uh, but this is Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. But what's your Twitter handle again? I kind of f- forgot what it was. But this is the Wrestling Cheers, where we are going to preview this Saturday's show, which is at the wonderful Tequila Jacks in Mentor on the Lake. It is none other than Night of the Creeps. All tickets are $20, kind of easy as, as that, and uh, obviously, first come, first serve. Without any further ado, I am your host, I am Heavy Set, and I'm being joined by the one and only, Caden. Hello. You are you sound a little different. I, I'm in the hospital. Still not going to miss recording an episode. Who, who beat you up? No one. <laughs> <laughs> are you that scared of Shayna? <laughs> no, maybe. <laughs> Gonna hear this now. Hopefully, hopefully she hears this because I'm excited to see her this weekend because I have beer in my fridge that I've had since March. Ordered it in February to give to her the Stone Cold Broken Skull IPA, and what was it? I was hoping to have it before GNO because I ordered it like a month before. And after I ordered it, they're like, oh, yeah, it's on back order. I was like, great. And then by the time I got it, it was actually I got it. I picked it up right before Gauntlet for the Gold. Obviously, she wasn't there. And then she was supposed to be here for the rap show. But travel issues. So that leaves us where we're at now. Long time coming. Yeah, I'm going to be happy to get rid of the beer. I mean, I, I love the beer. Well, I have one for myself that I have yet to try. I'm just more or less giving her her, her beer, so... I'm excited for that aspect of it. But for those who don't know, Caden isn't hiding from Shayna. He didn't get beat up. Uh, do you want to explain for the people that don't know? Um. Yeah, I'm in the hospital in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm getting a trying liver to be, biopsy. Trying to be really far away from Shayna. <laughs> That's another one we could use. That'll also work. Getting a liver biopsy tomorrow. And this, Fun. And this isn't like something like random for you. I mean, you have... For those who obviously don't know, like I'm getting into, like this is something that has been an issue. Like you've had, like you have medical issues going back years. Yeah, I, that's a we could do a whole episode on my health stuff. Probably mm-hmm. that's just how much there is to talk about. It's not fun, but you are doing good. That's good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> Got rest on Saturday. I'll be there. You, you definitely are like me. You try not to miss many shows. You have missed shows, just as I have. I've missed, not counting Girls Night Out events, I have missed one AIW show, well, two technically, since I started going in 2012. Damn. That was Jay with 2014. I missed Absolution 9. I missed Wrestle Rager. I think every other show I missed, I just missed parts of. Like, I missed part of a gauntlet. I missed part of, or most, just majority of, uh, Night World China. Probably more. I, I hate uh, this. Big I Trouble hate in Little Cleveland, that one. What's that? Was it Big Trouble in Little Cleveland, the comedy show? Was no. That one you missed part of? No, that wasn't a comedy. Was that a comedy show? Or yeah, you... it was all comedy one. 
I thought no, I thought all comedy show was uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Or yo, Big Trouble in Little Cleveland was the regular one. Sorry, I'm yeah, that was half asleep here. That was, it's that was a Terry Funk. It's a, it's almost eleven o'clock. Sorry. Yeah, I'm on a lot of meds. Yeah. Anyway, let's before we get into Night of the Creeps, there is one thing we have to talk about, and that is the 2017 Jaylet weekend. What a weekend! <laughs> And, and you didn't even do everything like I did. Yeah, I only did the wrestling stuff. Well, actually, I guess like I did everything except the the Mahal's after party, which I never do the Mahal's after party because a lot of times I just want to go home, go to bed, especially that day. I need to go to Fair I enough. need to go to bed so bad because there was obviously the regular show on Friday after party after that. Getting back to the hotel room, then waking up early for the movie shoot and before that i took a shower so that wasn't just like get up and go it was get up get clean get a little bit to eat then go then like i said movie shoot and that took up to four hours i think we were done by a little after 12 maybe 12 30 then the tailgating then uh, back to the future cup 2 or back to the future cup then day two technically it is back to the future cup 2 they just didn't call it so yeah yeah so so much going on in in little over 24 hours and i came home and i couldn't wait to fall asleep basically jay weekend every year basically not a bad thing but just so much wrestling in a period of like what 48 hours technically not even less than 48 hours it's ridiculous but uh without delving into too much let's Start with Jaylet uh, itself. What were some of your personal highlights that you can remember? Match wise, anything. I mean, match wise, moment wise, within the two nights of the uh, the Jaylet event, non-tournament matches, anything. Go with night one. We'll get this one out of the way. Tracy Williams versus Eddie Kingston. <laughs> My goodness. Good God. My goodness. We knew, uh, we knew what was coming with this match, too. Yeah, like, we knew this was coming. And it was still just insane. It was almost more than we expected, if that's fair to say. Did you consider that match of the night for you? Absolutely. And every match was good, but this was just, like, three levels above everything else. I heard you loved the, the opening match of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, my, my buddy. For those who don't know, it was none other than All Ego Ethan Page versus Sean Schultz. Uh, hey, I did have Schultz go into the finals, so... And he did go. I used, used the AIW booking team logic. <laughs> uh, my match of the night for night one, Cole Cabana versus Space Monkey. That was fun. Uh, the, I don't even want to call it spot of the match. Colt's really good at having a moment of the match that's great that's not necessarily wrestling-wise. And we all know Space Monkey and his bananas and how sometimes, you know, he'll take a little time out and eat a banana. Well, it was flipped this time, and it started with Colt Cabana eating a sub, a Subway sub, which we all know how much. Sponsor. Yeah, we all know how much he loves Subway. The real question, was the sub toasted? I'm going to say no. Good. Subs don't need to be toasted. They're better off not. I just probably offended a lot of people, but oh well. I don't mind them toasted, but it just depends on what it is. But I'm not 
I'm not crazy about it. I, I did learn one thing. I'm, I'm a big fan of meatball subs. If you ever get a meatball sub, do not get that thing toasted. Because they're going to put the meatballs in with it. Yeah, that, that's just, that don't sound good. That's just, that makes what's already hot even hotter. And just burn your face. Yes. Of course, um, what would an AIW show be without issues? And unfortunately, we had one person who couldn't make it. And why am I blanking, yeah. blanking on his name? Um, Jimmy Ray. Jimmy Ray, thank you. Couldn't make the show, and he had a match against Dirty Tom Waller. Filthy Tom Waller. Filthy Tom Waller, whatever. Filthy, dirty, filthy. There's a difference. What's the difference? One's a bit dirtier. <laughs> Dirty's just, that's, you can clean that off easy. Filthy takes a lot to clean off. <laughs> All right. Filthy Tom Waller. Well, filling in for him, for Jimmy Rave, is none other than Dan the Beast Severin. My goodness. The the place went nuts, and our Twitter blew up. It's Dan Severin. Might have been one of the, the biggest twists of the weekend. Even though it was just, he showed up, did his stuff, out, it was fun. It's always good seeing Severin, even though he's only been there, what, three times? Uh, y- yes. Or technically four, if you want to count the twice at Jaylet last year. Well, I count, well, it's Jaylet... I count that as one jail it this year, and then the that, that other show, the MMA show. Yeah, that that other one that we pretend didn't happen. <laughs> Long story. Yeah. Anyway, um, other moments. We got to talk about Mordecai. The, re- the most random thing. <laughs> the return of Mordecai. Uh, not many people hit him up for gimmicks, a picture or an autograph. You were one of them though. Because it's Mordecai, how could you not? I did it for money reasons. Fair enough. Um, actually, I don't even think I, uh, outside of food, I didn't spend any money all weekend. Impressive. Mm-hmm. It's the exact opposite of me. <laughs> but, uh, like, for those who haven't got to see any pictures or anything of what Mordecai was like, take Kevin Thorne and put some light white hair, not, not necessarily his bleach look that he had as Mordecai, so there was that aspect of it. Obviously, he probably doesn't have the staff that Mordecai had in WWE. I'm pretty sure that's probably in a warehouse somewhere, or in the. But he did have the staff. Well, there there was a someone made one, technically probably two, because there was it was broke both nights. Couldn't include it. And we gotta mention none other than I don't because I don't know I don't think it was he on, was was he on night one but mini Mordecai. He was there night two. That's what I thought. It was a dude who dressed up like Mordecai, and every time he was in the ring doing, like, some sort of pose, like, he stood up, like I said, dressed like Mordecai, doing the same stuff. Like, it was fun to watch. This is why wrestling fans are really awesome sometimes, because <laughs> they'll get in full gimmick or something like that. It's amazing. Hopefully it makes it on DVD. That's all I can say. What were some other highlights for you, especially especially Night 2? Actually, oh, we, we got to mention one thing. Highlight of not only Night 1, but Night 2... For those who don't know, the latest rising star inside AIW is none other than Grandma Cross. Indeed, indeed. If that wasn't already obvious, she's been on the rise for a couple months. There was uh, everything at night one, everything at night two, and for those who were a part of the movie shoot, she was just as fun there early in the morning. I love 
Grandma Cross. How could you not? She's the best. Or uh, the joke. I think I think someone someone said Nana of Havoc, but I'm like, wouldn't it just be Mom of Havoc? Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, anything else stick out in your mind? Um, Alex Daniels versus Steve Payne, the entire match. Yes. And the post-match shenanigans by Gregory Iron. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Talking about but yeah, both shenanigans. I shouldn't say that. He was severely hurt. Hopefully he is okay. Well, he, he came back for night two. That was his brother. <laughs> that was his brother. El Paso kid. <laughs> that's his brother? thought they were just on. Yeah. Maybe it's his brother. Never know. Another match that I, I know I thoroughly enjoyed was... I think it was the... Might have been the opening match of night two. As I'm frantically trying to pull up that graphic. It was Cole Cabana versus Matthew Justice versus Sean Schultz versus Mordecai. The, Just a what even match. The, the opening of the match started with Sean Schultz. Um, was he trying to say Mordecai was a... In so many words, he was trying to say he was a vampire. For... Because other characters. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I think somehow like some garlic came into play and... Okapana picked it up and took a bite out of it and was pretty much choking to death in the middle of the ring. Like, I, I don't think that was selling. I think that was, like, if you've ever taken a bite of garlic, like actual garlic, like that shit is powerful. He was legitimately choking. Yeah. And then there, a cross also came into play. Yes. Schultz kind of puts it against Mordecai's chest, mm-hmm. does nothing, throws it at Colt. Colt sees it, starts screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Colcabana. So good. I know so many people that say he's he's like, oh, he's overrated and all the blah. Like they they kind of know him more from the WWE stuff. And like, okay, I get it, but I'm like, he's funny. If you like, really watch some of his comedy matches. Uh, something that I was actually thinking of the other day. One thing I would love for AIW to do. They love coming out with these best of DVDs. Give me a best of comedy matches. That would be fun. Like, there's so many great matches you can have. It would probably be almost a best of Cole Cabana. But there's other matches that I know that would be on there. You have uh, Marion Fontaine versus Chuck Taylor. Tracy's... Oh, wouldn't it be almost the best of Tracy Tracy Smothers, too. Uh, Tracy Smothers versus Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana versus Key Kataro. Grado versus Tracy Smothers. The list, so goes, much. the list goes on and on and on. But uh, if anybody's listening, a part of AIW, I would love this DVD. I don't know what to call it besides funny equals money, but I, I think that's taken. Yeah, I think. Can, can we borrow that one? I'm, I'm probably sure we we could, but oh, I would love that DVD. Because I was just thinking of like all these matches that I want to watch, buy, whatever. And I'm like... Why don't they just have a best of comedy? That'd be that is seriously a good idea. So Thorn, Worldwide, Dom, Doctor Dan, somebody. We 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 need this in our lives. And you should tweet at AI Wrestling on Twitter and tell them the same thing too. But anyway, let's uh, let's uh, move on. Other other stuff that went on during Jaylen weekend. Um, it was great back, seeing Back that. to the Future Cup. Well, I was going to get to that, because that, that can work as a really good transition to our preview. Good deal. 
But uh, the only other thing I could think of is uh, one of the top matches of night two was uh, the return of Adam Cole, baby, to AIW. That was a very fun match. It's been how long since you've been in AIW? Five years? It was oh, four years. Four, let me think four, here. Four. Yeah, I think four. What was his last time here? Uh, JLit twenty thirteen, I believe it was. Pull if, if you can. Another plug for AIW. Go to AIW on Facebook. They they always keep up their graphics. Not like they ever delete them. Go to the folder that is marked JLit twenty thirteen. He was announcement entrant number one. And it doesn't, it doesn't even look like the same guy. I mean, it does, but like it does, but it doesn't. Like he's a complete baby face, like actual baby baby face in it. And actually, one of, one of my favorite moments of um, Adam Cole's match because I do I do like what wrestlers like him do. Obviously, they're coming into a company and they're going to get a lot of you know fanfare because there's not really a storyline related thing to him. So there's, he's going to get fans. So, like, one of the first things he does is try to get heat. And then later on, we kind of give it back to him. And I, I loved it. But everybody started going, whoop, whoop. Oh, that was great. <laughs> he, he was like, well, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, like, don't you start that <laughs> or something. Like, that was great. That was absolutely great. I love that moment. Other than that, I mean, we got we to gotta mention the winner. Of the 2017 JLIT tournament, or JLIT, because tournament's already in the abbreviation, but none other than one of the fan favorites to win it, none other than Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams. I'm curious on how and when he cashes in. I don't want it to be quick, though, because I feel like majority of the people who have had the JLIT cash-in opportunity, they cash in quick. I mean, let's face it, there's only one person... Who hasn't cashed in, but uh, that wasn't necessarily his fault, though. Yeah, that wasn't his fault whatsoever. It was travel issues. Mm-hmm. We'll leave it at that. And, Michael Elgin. Yeah, yeah. And Roe was the... F- Wait a minute, was Roe the first to lose? Yeah, first and I think only... Or no, Alexander last year, too. No, I thought Alexander... Oh, yeah, he cashed in at uh, uh, Absolution. Indeed. Yeah, was, was that? Okay timeline they're getting mixed up man i'm like was that wait a minute did alexander win two years ago but no he cashed in at absolution what he said i'm cashing in here at jay Witt. yeah i think the thing that i mentioned during the actual show is i would have loved to see somebody win it and then just go i'm cashing in right now get the champion out here right now that's a really good idea just to be like screw with the champion they're just not ready whatsoever this guy just wrestled like a half an hour match mm-hmm. The, the funny thing is, even though Elgin is the only one to never cash in, he was also champion when he won. First and only Jay Witt tournament that was for the belt? No. Or where the belt was defended. Correct. That's like the, a better way of putting like, it. Like legit, the first one was for the belt. Yeah, I had to, I thought about that. I'm like, wait, it was <laughs> the first one where the belt was defended. The yes. first one was for the title. It wasn't originally like that, though, so... I think that was the year, yeah, that was the year I won the win a date with Veda Scott. Was it? Yeah, because Elgin came out with the belt. There's a picture of me, her, Jim, uh, Heidi, and Elgin with like the belt. I just I just remember Elgin being in that one because there was the initial picture taken of me and Veda in the ring, and like Elgin's like in the corner, like it's like one of the only people you see, and he's just big as shit, but. uh all right, 
moving on from that, let's 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 talk about Back to the Future Cup. Oh. If you miss a show, it was very fun. Here's the thing that needs to be mentioned. Uh, it's something that Kate and I were talking about before we officially started recording. Like, I think the the students are getting better, and a lot of them are getting more personality. And some of the ones who have been around, they're I feel like they're gaining a following. Like, there's, there's, I mean, not counting Dom and Smooth, but uh, Gary the King Baller. Every everybody loves him. There's another one. Was I'm trying to like. Would we count Frankie? Yes, Frankie, obviously. Uh, and now that he's officially back, he is officially back. And I mean, we can talk about who won it. For those who don't know, is PB Smooth did win the tournament, and. After all was said and done, he was presented the trophy from Frankie Flynn, who then attacked him when his back was turned. So now we're, we're going into a feud with Frankie Flynn and, and PB Smooth. And it would Real be, weird. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see where this goes. But uh, uh, it's got to be noted. Like, there were some matches on night two that kind of stemmed from Back to the Future Cup. And one of them involved Frankie Flynn. And from his appearance at Back to the Future Cup to the actual match that he had at JLA Night 2, he got his hair cut. It looked completely different, and that, that's something that's something big. I, I, I like that kind of dedication. And then maybe even sometimes... Dedication I, personified? What? Every time I say dedication, everybody says that shit. <laughs> but um, it's re- it is really cool to see. Yeah, that's a it's a little detail, but it's a big thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Though, where he had his lines on, like trimmed on the side of his head, it almost made it look like he had brain surgery. That's an interesting detail there. And that's—I don't know if it's a detail or or what, but that's what I got out of it. It was just weird to see because I was like, I forget what did you get injured for? Was it your head? <laughs> Obviously not. Well, now we can just point off like he's point off like he got a head injury because he's insane now. <laughs> And we got to mention the probably the breakout wrestler of Back to the Future Cup, who also ended up getting an impromptu, a legit impromptu match at night two, and that is none other than AJ Gray, who absolutely so good, so good. I'd heard this guy's name before, but I didn't know how he wrestled, didn't know like what he did in the ring, didn't know what to expect from him whatsoever. <clears throat> He won me over immediately. Uh, there was a couple other standouts too. Trying to pull that up. There's, I gotta go to your pictures. Cause I have everything uploaded. You do. There's not even a. We're past the part. Uh, I don't even see a Back to the Future Cup album on there. Because I, I feel like there, there were a lot of people that stood out, and we could talk about the, the uh, first match scramble, as you could probably call it, where they took all these new students and had a whose family can be the loudest match. Yeah, that's literally the best way to put it. I'm not complaining, but that's really what it gets down to with these matches. I mean, everybody's excited that their friend, their relative or something is is in their very first match. And you you hear that, like, if you're a fan like myself and Caden, you can hear where all these other families are coming from. Because it is kind of a a spot where they all sit at the same, same time. They just do, like, don't make any noise throughout the night, then it's that match. And it's, yeah. I wouldn't even say that. Like, 
I mean, it was. There's some of them that do that. Vader's like dead, then they pop for that match back to being dead. Like, it was uh, Big Twan Tucker versus Chase Oliver versus Kurt Hertz versus, oh, which technically wasn't Kurt Hertz' first match. Uh, Trey Lamar versus Parker Pierce versus Joshua Bishop. And, like, as each wrestler would come out, like, they would have their section that would go nuts that had shirts of them or signs made of them, not knocking it at all. Because I think I think someone could look at it as like I'm not knocking it and everything, but as an outsider. No, it's cool that they have they have that much like invested in them in their first match. That's cool. I mean, my only pet peeve, and I don't I don't think they did it this year, but it was when the was it the first Back to the Future Cup or the Jaylet two years ago where there was the yeah it was the wasn't it was it a Gino where there was this the students match and after their match. That main event. There, there, there was a there. Well, there was there was a main event after it, and then like all the families left, and I was kind of like, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I I, I kind of lecture about it is when I was in high school, I was in drama club, and like you kind of was there for the whole play. You didn't be like, well, my son's part's done. I'm leaving. I seen what I need to see. No, you stayed for the whole thing. I feel. Like, uh, you, I feel like which you know we're referring to about that student match. It had to be, yeah, it had to be 2015. The students main evented that. Did they main event? Yep. There was something after it, I thought. Nope. And there's a one trainee that got injured in that match and never came back. There was something where it wasn't 14. So I'm correct, 2015 was the first year. Freshman meet. Was the, okay, freshman That was the show? Yep. What, what was the main event? Uh, Alex Daniels versus Ricky Shane Page. Was there a scramble match before it? Uh, Pondo Kaplan was on before. Okay, then I don't remember what it was. It was something. I vividly remember people leaving and just kind of going, um, where are you guys going? Yeah, that was that was still the student show. Mm-hmm. I think that was the last, like, student match, per se. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, all right, yeah, we can all leave. Yeah. No, there's still one more match. Yeah, please stay for it. Please, it'll be good. I, I feel like that didn't happen this time. And I, re- I really enjoyed this match. I felt like there there were a lot of people that that stood out. The two that were my favorite, and I, I know I'm not the... This isn't definitive for everybody else, but Parker Pierce and Joshua Bishop stood out to me. I know a lot of people didn't like the party boy gimmick of Parker Pierce and him constantly saying, like, this is my party. And I think the joke for some people was... and. I'll cry if I want to. So I love those two. Like, what? What about you? Like, is anybody? Did anybody stand out to you in this match? Think about the party gimmick before I say who stood out to me. I don't like it now, but I feel like it'll grow on me. Because mm-hmm. I didn't like when um, Dom Green and Garrison King first debuted. I didn't like either of them, and now I love both of them. So I keep telling Garrison King he needs to change his theme. And I'm going to try to put it at the end of this show after the regular outro. Uh, a friend of mine came out with a remix to Garrison King's theme. He doesn't know him at all, but it's just he took that song and kind of remixed it. Wrestling fans will love it. So if I can get enough people to say that they like it, it's only about a 30 second clip. If I can get enough people to say that they like it and convince Gary the King Baller to change his theme, even for one night, I'll try to then convince my friend to do a full remix of the song the same way. That would be amazing. Um, 
Oh, and I never said who stood out to me. Yes. This is going to be probably the generic one here, but Chase Oliver. Yes, Chase. Just, he's so good. There, there was a lot that happened with him because uh, he, he was also someone who had a match during night two of the game. Um, nuts, the shit he does. And he had a couple spots where, you know, you kind of wondered if he killed himself or he was dead because it's just insane shit. And I, and I made a comment to um, Gringo Loco. For those who don't know, over the last year, Gringo Loco has also had many spots where we wondered if he was going to die. And also outside of the ring, there was that whole mess in Chicago where he had a pretty much heart attack, I believe it was. Yep. Um, I went up to him after the show and I'm just like, we were talking about the whole Chase Oliver thing. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of think you guys need to have a, a please don't die match. And like he, he actually started laughing <laughs> because it's kind of funny how just create some of the crazy, crazy shit that they do. And I believe you, you posted a video of, uh, some of his crazy spots. Like I'm terrible with move names, but I know Chase Oliver did a Phoenix 630. Yes. It's pinned to my Twitter at KVR216. Okay. Um, just say I'm plugging the video and my Twitter. Yep, yep. Absolute craziness. And I think uh, Gringo said he missed that spot. So I'm hoping he is, he's gotten to see it since then. But a really, really solid student show. I love that, you know, we're seeing Philly Collins more. I'm really getting attached to him. And then his tag team partner. Uh, Marino Tanaglia. Yeah. Couldn't pronounce that last name. Tanaglia. Um I like that. I kind of want to see because going into the whole like where where we seen Philly for the first time in AIW. I, I kind of want to see more of the Man Scout in AIW. He's fun. I've seen him a couple times. He's great. They recently posted the video, the full match of the Man Scout versus Doctor Dan on the. If you haven't seen it, go watch. Yeah, it. on the AIW YouTube channel. I think one of my favorite spots for parts in that match, it kind of goes, it should be on the best of the, the comedy wrestling, is where, you know, Dr. Dan pulls out the pamphlet and Manscout pulls out his handbook and they're like yelling at each other over the rules and then they both take the, the other one's reading material and they go over in the corner and they, they read it for a second and then they come back and start it again. Like, it's fucking hilarious. It sounds simple, but it's amazing. <laughs> Again, some little stuff in comedy matches like that's good. Mm-hmm. But all in all, the Jaylet 2017 weekend was absolutely amazing. And I think we're forgetting something from Back to the Future Cup. The rope break. Oh, yeah. How could we forget? This has never happened since I've been AIWM. The This might be the first time the ring ever broke. <sighs> I thought there was another moment, but I don't remember being like this. It's like a small fix. So they might like taking like a little bit extra time to fix it, but this was huge. And it was what the last two matches. Yeah. Last two. The student scramble had two ropes. No top. No, no bottom rope. Yeah. No bottom bottom rope. I was like, which one? Because I made a joke that it would suck if it was the top rope. Yeah. That would be terrible. Absolutely fucking horrible. But, uh, and of course, this happened for right before I should say the students' first match, the six of the scramble. What a first match for those guys! And they they, they managed to pull it off. It was an awesome, awesome match. It was twice as crazy as it should have been, just because there was two ropes. 
And then there, there, there's there's one other thing for the Jalen weekend that we we can touch on really quick: the return or the one night only return of Kaplan. Are we sure this is one night only? I don't know. Well, he's not booked Saturday, according to the the matches announced. Unless unless he shows up. Possible. Because Kaplan is the best. <laughs> He can be the uh, little brother of uh, Team Money. That works. But, like I was saying, the 2017 Jay of the Weekend was great. Check out Night 1 and Night 2. And definitely check out the student show, uh, Back to the Future Cup. The, the students really, really step it up. And hopefully this will lead well into this coming Saturday, uh, Night of the Creeps, like I said earlier. This Saturday, 7.30 bell time at Tequila Jacks, 7865 Plains Road, Menor on the Lake, Ohio. And how far are you away from there? About five minutes, nice. five, ten minutes. All right, let's get into some of these matches. Uh, let's start, kinda, kinda, just going by the, the way that you have them in the album, let's start with the Young Studs versus the Jollyville Fuckets. This is going to be ridiculous, I have a feeling. I shouldn't even say I have a feeling. I know it's getting ridiculous because Eric Ryan. All these guys. Like, I think... Yeah, they're all amazing. I think, was it Eric Ryan? Or Nasty Russ that made a comment on Twitter that, like, this isn't going to be, like, you know, your flips and this and that. Like, this is going to be four dudes beating the shit out of each other. And I'm paraphrasing. That's probably Russ. I don't know. That also sounds like Eric Ryan. Yeah. But it, it's true. Whoever said it, it is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Who do you got? This is going to be ridiculous. Who do you got for this one? Um, I'm going to go with Jollyville. Get back in the title picture. Yeah, but what if the young studs get back in the title picture? I would not complain. That's also okay with me. Like, it would be it would be absolutely amazing. Perfectly fine with you of these guys winning, it's, but I think I'm going to go. It's been how long since they've held the belts? I've been in coming for five and a half years, and it was before that. Jeez. So quite a long time. Probably a good six years, if not more. Back when Eric Ryan had hair. He had hair at one point, guys. This is his thing. Not on his chin. Let's go to the other tag team match. The And I, this has been announced as a title match. To Infinity and Beyond versus Weird World. Weird World, who is... Let's go, Weird World. <laughs> Weird World, who is undefeated at Tequila Jacks. That's a big detail there. Going up against the the champions, this would be a crazy win, and that, that it, would, it would it would add to the, the tag team picture. It'd change it up a lot because Crazy Pain, they they want another match. Uh, the Fuckets, I know, definitely want back in. I know I'm missing, I'm missing some teams. Uh, dedication personified. Uh, okay, AIW has such a good tag division. Why is my mind blanking out? Carnies. Oh, the Carnies love to love to see them come back. Whenever their schedules open, yeah, because they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AIW has one of the best tag divisions right now. Our, we're just blanking on all the guys they have in it, but it's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you get our point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could easily like if Weird World wins, like. He could have a fucking four-way match for the titles. Have him hold it for a month. Just, sure. It'd still be great. And it'd keep their undefeated streak alive, too. Because mm-hmm. that's a cool thing they have going for them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to... Oh, 
Just knock out all the tag team matches. Dedication personified versus the PM experience. Now, in during Jaylet weekend, we did see a loss from Dedication personified. Could we see it again? Who knows? Who knows? I well, they've been on kind of a roll, even though they're not winning. They've been in big matches, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They've been in big matches. They may not have won, but they've been in big matches. They've been teaming with Hornswoggle. Mm-hmm. So, win or lose, they're involved in big things. Which, that is one thing that happened during JLA weekend. It, it, it is being continued between Hornswoggle and Britt Baker. And uh, Dr. Dan did do a little bit during night two to Britt Baker to add to it more. So, do you think this is going to have to come to a head during uh, Absolution? Not maybe caught this, but when Hornswoggle eliminated Britt from Gauntlet, she called him out for Abso. Did she? People caught that. Yep. Well, it, it was coming at the time, so it's not a big surprise, but I don't know. Do, do they do another one-on-one match, or do we make it... Steel cage match. <laughs> yeah, they haven't had a steel cage match at the church. They can't fit the cage in there. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I don't think they can get the cage in there. Unless they literally build the cage there. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to do that. But who you got winning this one? Um, I am gonna go with PME. I'm gonna go with this. Would be their first win, I believe. I believe. Is this the first time they've they would have teamed the name of you? No. Um, last our show against Weird World. Okay, that's right. And then who did you have for Two Infinity Beyond versus Weird World? Weird World. Not happening, but I'm pulling for him. Oh, I'll count on you again and go against, go with Infinity and Beyond. Hey, I, I'm gonna go with Weird World, Undefeated Street, the Undertakers of Tequila Jacks. <laughs> in his second match in AIW, Parker Pierce versus Frankie Flynn. Uh, this I, I'm really looking forward to, with um, how much I, I really like Parker Pierce, and now to go up against the new version of Frankie Flynn. The new and improved. I'm I'm kind of expecting this to steal the show. Not maybe necessarily for the match that they're gonna put on, but I think another match seeing Frankie like this is gonna be amazing and I think it's gonna be a great contrast from him and Parker Pierce. Just a clash of styles, basically. Cl- uh, clash of characters. That's a better way of putting it. Party boy versus insane Broadway guy. It'll be fun. Who do you got winning? Um, I'm going with Frankie. He's trying to reestablish himself. I'm going to go with Frankie, too. But I did kind of notice, and i got to double-check some other cards, but PB Smooth is not on this card. That's surprising. Because he's been on every card since Hell on Earth. Well, there is another show going that night, and I don't know if he's going to be there or not. There's other, a bunch of other shows going on the night around the country, but within a decent driving distance, there is one super card... Going on. I don't say super card, but super is the main word, which is why we don't see Britt Baker here. That also makes sense. Let's move on to the Fatal 4-Way match. Garrison King versus Chase Oliver versus Trey Lamar versus Malcolm Monroe the third. This is going to be flips, flips, more flips, and flips. This is going to be ridiculous. Um... Trey Lamar and frickin' Chase Oliver might kill each other. Well. Or themselves. Will it be entertaining? 
Garrison King too. He's uh, he had what was it the his first Tequila Jack show? Second. Or was or he about damn damn near killed himself? Was it it? It's almost been a year, I think. It was what's in the basement, Klopik. Okay. Where he did the dive over top rope, caught his feet, and just smacked his head on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. You heard his head just go. Ugh. It was bad. And when can we call out Garrison King for wearing a Golden State hat? Was he? He has been. The, the hat that says King on it, look at the side. There's a Golden State Warriors logo on it. I've never noticed that. Oh, oh, I've noticed it. Shame. So we're calling you out. How could you, Garrison? How could you? Just get get the crown, like, screwed in on another hat. Yeah, get, get, get any other hat. Don't care what team it is. Just not them. It is not them. Not here. And we do got the benefit. There's not going to be a basketball game on Saturday. It's helpful. It's very helpful. Because that was our concern for Jay Wit weekend. Yes. That worked out very good. Thankfully. Uh, but who you got winning this one? I'm going to go with Chase Oliver. Put himself in the intense title picture. I'm going to go with Garrison King, who was one of the last two in the Back of the Future Cup. It was him versus PB Smooth, then the Final Fall one. And obviously PB Smooth won. I thought Garrison King was close. Yeah, I was technically right because I said it, it was either PB or Garrison. Hell, I think PB. They, they were PB, the final two. PB was one of our first, uh, you know, pun intended, dark horses of winning when uh, we were we were picking people like even before anybody was announced. I think we were saying without knowing everybody, it was either going to be we thought PB or or uh, Dom, and then Dom got announced for for Jalen, and we're like, well, Dom's out. Yeah, we were saying this. What was it? Like Gauntlet or before that even something like that. We've been saying like we said PB for quite a while. Which it's it's sort of a good transition to get into the next match, Myron Reed, the debuting Myron Reed actually versus Dominic Guarini. This is going to be another crazy match because Myron Reed's one of the we'll say best talents on the Indies right now. Yeah, please ex- please I, explain to some of us who the hell they are, who he is. He's 19 years old, basically wrestles like he's been wrestling for 10 years, just super smooth in the ring. Plenty of his matches are on YouTube if you need to see highlights or anything of him, because he's real good. Is there any match in particular that you think people need to check out? Um, I don't know if this is on YouTube. If it's not, get the show. Michael Elgin versus Myron Reed from Game 1. Oh, good God. Just got to say Michael Elgin. It's fun. It's fun. I'm checking to see if this is on YouTube. In the meantime, you can continue. Well, we can go to our next match. One of two potential main events, or at least two top matches of the show. And one that we, we kind of mentioned previously. The AIW Women's Title Match. Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae. Uh, Candace has not obviously been around because I've, I heard she recently moved to Orlando for something. I don't know. Don't know what, what exactly happened there, but we have Shayna, who has been unstoppable in AIW. Only thing that that can stop her in AIW is travel issues. So she's coming on close to a year undefeated. June seventeenth, it'll be one year. Yeah, her. No, I thought she lost her first match. Yeah, but that's literally her only loss. She is Homer Brock Lesnar. Lost one early and then just went on an undefeated streak, winning the championship. And something that we want to mention to all AIW fans that we and this is something we want to do, and if you would like us to remind you, 
please tweet us at Wrestling Cheers on Twitter. But for Candice LeRae, I've had this vision for a couple years, and I didn't mention it to anybody until recently, and we kind of mentioned it in our, I think, previous episodes. We throw streamers, and I mean, that's kind of technical a little bit, and that's fun. It's still cool, but... And then we have Space Monkey, and we did the Bananas thing. That's kind of died down a little bit, only because, you know, I one, that one time I brought, like, so many freaking bananas, and it's like it sucks carrying all that. And then right before the match, trying to hand it out to everybody and try to, like, take one, pass it down, take one, pass it down, take one, pass it down, or just pass it down, pass it down, pass it down, pass it down, uh, all during entrances. But this idea for Candice LeRae, who they did install a bubble machine during the, on, the, on the entrance for her. Why don't we do bubble guns? And now we are in the, we are in the summer season. They are a lot easier to come by right now. And I recently seen that you can get them, get one at Walmart for $4. That is not bad whatsoever. So if you can go to Walmart before the show, like I think I will pass one on the way there. Stop, get one, get two, get three, get a couple. I know I'm going to do it. I hope everybody else does it too. And I kind of want to do, instead of doing streamers, like everybody has bubble guns. This is one of possibly the best ideas ever, just as a sign of respect. <laughs> this is one of the most creative ideas. And I don't even think Walmart's going to be the only, obviously the only place that has it. You can, you can go to Target. You might even be able to go to Dollar General and find some maybe cheaper. I don't know. But, I mean, they, no matter where you get them from. Yeah, just, just get one. Don't, I mean, don't spend top dollar for one. That's why I'm like four bucks. I mean, Jesus. Four bucks is perfect. And I just think it would be so funny. Like, as soon as she comes out, or as soon as she like gets in the corner to, you know, when you, we would normally throw streamers to do bubbles. The amazing. Or even, even when she comes out. I mean, that would be, be cool, too. Because I don't know if they're going to have it for the Tequila Jack's entrance. This is true. So this is going to add to the effect. And also, because, I mean, I, I wanted to do it at Mount Carmel, but... I mean, that's a, that's a big room, but now we're going to have less room to do it, which is actually a good thing, because oh, there's going to be more the bubbles. This will be awesome. Anyway, on to the match. Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae. I I can't put up a fight that I think Candice is going to win, because it, it's Shayna. I don't know who's going to be the one to beat Shayna. Maybe it's going to be Britt Baker somewhere down the line. Maybe it's going to be somebody else. Maybe it's going to be a match that still hasn't happened with Fisto Shayna. Because that needs to happen. I was thinking that. I was thinking Lufisto. But I thought that match had already happened. What if... This is this is total dream situation. You want to talk about dream booking? Here it is. Or fantasy booking. We get Shayna Baszler versus Haley Hatred. That's something I've been thinking about for a while. I know it's not happening. But that would be ridiculous. And I'm all for it wrestling gods let that happen because <laughs> that would be ridiculous so who do you think is going to win who do I think Shayna who do I want Candice yeah I think it's going to be Shayna no doubt about it and last but not least another potential main event we have the AIW intense title match Alex Daniels versus Facade and I do have it under good authority that we might not be seeing Gregory Iron there. That's something. I'm kind of sad about that. I, we, I don't think we've yet to see anybody from No Strings Attached appear without someone else from the group. So this is like a first time? Well, maybe. 
depending. There, I mean, there's two that we haven't seen. Actually, technically, all the women in this group we haven't seen in a while. It's been a while for Veda. It's been a while for Raylin, and it's been even longer for Marty Bell. And I've, ironically, I think all of them live farther away. So I do happen to see that Veda Scott will be out of Philly for the summer. So that'll be helpful. Hopefully. I know you're happy about that one. Yes, I would be. Oh. On every show if, from Abso till like the September show. So yeah, that that would be absolutely amazing. Anyway, on to the match. Alex Daniels versus Facade. These are uh, two favorites of yours. And Alex, I believe, is coming up on a year, or over a year. Well, longest reigning. There we go. That's what I was looking for. I'm tired. Sorry. He's coming close to breaking the record. I believe it is this Saturday, actually. He will Maybe he will break the record? Either tie it or break it this Saturday, I believe. You're going to need AIW president Matt Wadsworth to get back to us on that one. Because he is the king of stats in AIW. If it's not this show, it's Absolution that he like breaks the record. Yeah. Because it's soon. I mean, but then, you know, we got Facade in here. Everybody loves Facade. It's the exact opposite for Alex. He gets booed a lot, even though he's really good. I mean, it's, it's like what I said before. I think I said it here on the show about, you know, Singh and Daniels and watching their different paths and how they were taken. And now Alex Daniels is one of those guys that, you know, is getting booked a lot of places. He's, he's being a road warrior. He's, he's getting as many bookings as he can. I mean, I don't know what he's getting paid for him, but he's getting his name out there. Uh, last weekend, ironically, him and Facade were both in Rockstar Pro for their uh, two-day tournament. The tournament of Flippy. <laughs> tournament of I think it's called the tournament of flight. Close enough. <laughs> um, I mean, Alex Daniels has also been. I think did he do IWA Mid South yet? Daniels. I'm trying to remember some of the names I've where, where I've seen him. I know he did uh, Southern Underground Pro in uh, Nashville. That's not an easy trip. Uh, there was, uh, I mean, a couple I know out of state. In he's he's the guy that posts a lot of his matches on on social media. He's out there, and I'm I'm really proud of the dude. And I oh obviously uh how can we forget Alpha One? He's been up there a ton. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I want to get my passport. One of these days. It's only 140 bucks. Well, Not 140 bucks if you get the card in the passport book, which I'm going to do, which people probably be like, you don't need to do that. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to, but I'm going to. Passports are worth it, because look at how much is up there, like wrestling-wise and whatnot. I mean, I'm not even talking wrestling-wise. There's a lot of just cool stuff in Canada I want to go see. This is also true. I'm just a wrestling mark, so. But Alpha One would be a fun place to go to. It's definitely on my list. Especially, it's not that far. It really isn't. It's like four hours, maybe. Somewhere along those lines. Which, that's not really terrible. Especially not for me. I mean, I drive 400 miles a day. A day. A day. All right. That that covers all the matches that we have. To go over them one more... Actually, no, no, no. I I missed over one. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure we forgot one. Yeah, because we've been bouncing around on all these matches. Um... At least how uh, you have him on here, Caden. But um, Joshua Bishop versus Jonathan Wolf, and I don't have it 100%, but I, I'm feeling it's close enough. 
uh, should have an interview with Joshua Bishop at the show. You, Caden, you might be joining me. I don't 100% know. I know this will be my first live one-on-one interview, and I'm really uh, curious of how this is all going to play out. Plus, I'm going to be recording it on a different laptop. Uh, technically a Google tablet slash laptop. So I'm going to try it on that. So I'm going to have like a nice, easy system uh, set up to take with me. So that should be fun. I want. I really wanted to get the the before his first match and after his first match kind of interview, but I think still think we can go over a lot. And I'll be blaze, blatantly honest with anybody about it. I don't know much about him, and I don't think us fans know a lot about him in general. So this will be his t- chance to let us get to know him. And I'm not even just talking about the wrestling aspect of it. You know, you know his training, uh, his influences, favorite matches, favorite wrestlers. No, I'm talking about like getting to know the guy. Like, I know I have plans to interview Gregory Iron here eventually. And how far back as him and I go, and some of I mean, we're right around the same age. We have a lot of the same interest. So, yeah, we can talk about growing up with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, but we can also talk about how much we love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Ghostbusters and go on, like, a bunch of different tangents. So that is kind of what I want to do with this interview, too. So it would be, like, let's get to know Joshua Bishop. It's it sounded weird at first, but this is a cool interview in the long run. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I know Aaron uh, Bauer had this whole thing of uh, he liked for younger wrestlers. I mean, this younger talent, these students, to like get interviews, get podcasts, do something to get more comfortable with talking because they're going to need it in the long run if this is something they plan on sticking with, and. Sometimes, I mean, now, I mean, a lot of them are just blank canvases. Like, we, as fans, like, we don't know that much about them. Yeah, we know their wrestling personality, but we know very little, I think, about some of these wrestlers. And he's definitely on my list of people, and I think it'd be great because I, I know absolutely nothing about him. I mean, I have. Which sometimes that's good. Yeah. I mean, I have a little bit of history with, like, Frankie Flynn, for those who actually don't know. I met Frankie years before he appeared in AIW. We met through mutual friends, and actually, it was mutual friends through wrestling. And actually, there was one point Frankie Fun and I were both in a ring together. Um, uh, who else would I really like to interview? Uh, I think Dr. Dan, like him and I, always have conversations. It'd be kind of cool to get to know more about him, too, and, and all that kind of fun stuff. And there, there's, it's, it's the way to get people. I, think, I kind of want to interview worldwide. The more like I hear him talking on podcasts and whatnot, it's like he, he's a guy that can hold a conversation. And I've heard someone else interviewed him about a couple years ago, and it was horrible. So it'd be nice to do better than that. Worldwide interview is a thing that has to happen. Sooner or later, it will happen. But anyway, Joshua, and I, and I hate, like, we went through all these matches, some of these main event matches. Now we're, we're going back to two newer guys, Joshua Bishop versus uh, Jonathan Wolf. If I'm going to pick anybody, well, I'm going to pick the guy that's going to be on the show next, Joshua Bishop. Fair enough, but I'm going to change mine. It's Wolf, because he's been on every show since... He's been on the last three shows, technically. Technically. He was on... Uh, oh, my God. How's the Rising Sun? Back to the Future Cup. Okay. Now this one. Did he do Night 2? He did not. Okay. All right. So, now to do what I was doing, I'm going to go over these matches one more time. We have the Young Studs versus the Jollyville Fuckets. Joshua Bishop versus Jonathan Wolf. Garrison King versus Chase Oliver. I mean... Garrison King versus Chase Oliver versus Trey Lamar versus Malcolm Monroe III to Infinity and Beyond versus Weird World. 
Myron Reed versus Dominic Guarini. Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae for the AIW Women's Title. Dedication Personified versus the PM Experience. Parker Pierce versus Frankie Flynn, which was just announced today on Twitter in replying to us here at Wrestling Cheers. And I don't know if that's caught on as much as it should, but yeah, that's a match. We got an exclusive. Kind of. Close enough. We'll, we'll take it. And the AIW Intense Title Match, Alex Daniels versus Facade. And that is this Saturday night, Saturday, June 10th, 2017, 7.30 bell time at Tequila Jacks, 7865 Plains Road, Menor on the Lake Ohio. There is a Little Caesars close by. There's a Giant Eagle right next door. There's a Chinese buffet, like, right off the road. Literally within walking distance. I think I'll be skipping it this time. Not that one, but just in general. Fair enough. I don't know what I'm eating beforehand. I think we're going to do A&W. Which, do you guys even have A&W up there? I'm not sure. I don't believe so. Like, with not that far from me, there's, like, three A&W drive-ins that are really nice. One's right down hmm. Legit. Yeah, I, I don't believe we have that. Oh, it's so good. Anyway. Uh, that will do it for us. Any uh, final thoughts or last-minute plugs? I plugged it earlier, but at KVR216 on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever you want to follow me, slash add me on. MySpace. I'll sign up for one now. <laughs> AIM. I may have signed up for one years ago. I don't remember. Tumblr? Nope, none of that. Actually, you should do Tumblr. You could use it to pull in a lot of your posts from other shit and, like, have a nice little page i mean like like of your your uh, videos and whatnot that would work i'd have to figure it out yeah but it's it's a weird i don't understand tumblr that much to be honest but that's just me there's people out there that i know that can explain it and of course you can find myself at heavyset330 on twitter you can find this show which i forgot all these plugs at the beginning of the show it's late and i'm getting tired um at wrestling cheers on twitter if you would like to email us you can email us, wrestlingcheers at gmail.com. And of course, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash wrestlingcheers. Everything from the Twitter is pretty much pulled in right from there. The only special posts I think I really make are about the the episodes getting posted. But that's uh, that's uh, pretty much it. And One more thing. Uh, okay. So I was looking for uh, Myron Reed versus Michael Elgin. It is indeed on YouTube. It is. Okay. Got that. I will probably tweet it. And it'll probably be on the Wrestling Cheers account. Okay, you do that. Give it a watch. It's excellent. See, and so I'm like the most person that tweets from that one. Like, yeah, it, it, do you have notifications set up for that? Because I know I do a lot of stuff, and I'm thinking, like, I hope you have notifications off. No, it's on. <laughs> it don't bother me. Not bothered whatsoever by it. What about the days that I was getting followed by hundreds of people? Eh. We were getting followed by hundreds of people. I was interested in that but hey i i openly admit like what i like to do on this account is like if you follow us i'll follow you right back but trust me i follow i keep track of who's following and if you unfollow i will unfollow you i just feel like it's common courtesy and then one account liked us i mean well followed us and that turned into this like riptide all of a sudden like we were getting like within a day like a couple hundred i was like what the like i don't want to look like it was insane I don't want to look like I'm, like, whoring for followers, but I'm, like, I'm just doing, like, what I figure, like, I should do on an account like this. You follow us, we follow you. It's fair. And then all of a sudden I see accounts where everything's written in Arabic, and I go, oh, fuck. I'm, like, I'm not doing it. Like, I didn't pay for this. I mean, this is what happens, but fuck it. That's what I'm doing. Now It works. 
now we're at around 4,000 followers, and that's kind of leveled out. About every follower we get, we lose one. So, yeah. Anyway, that is that Wrestling Cheers on Twitter. And I uh, went through all the other plugs. And that will do it for us right here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And some of us are in a hospital. Later.